Welcome back to Pop Cannon. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Joe. And I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Joe is with us today, guys. This is episode 40. What are we uh what are we talking about? We're talking about the Netflix original film Extraction, starring one Chris Hemsworth. Written by Joe Russo. Directed by Chris Evans' stunt double, whose name escapes me. <laughs> Interesting. That I did not know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was his first directorial debut. I guess you only get one debut, but... Right. Yeah. But this is his first one. Yeah. Until <laughs> he fakes his death and does another one. By uh, showing up at a kid's swim practice <laughs> or did he ah! <laughs> spoiler cast or not <laughs> oh yeah we're full, yeah. full blown Fuck so thank god <laughs> so yeah we're, we're talking about extraction the netflix film what did uh what'd you guys think of the movie initial thoughts joe you can go first okay <laughs> uh, you know not my favorite um overall like it was like a fun like action thing but like Anytime the action stops, like the acting's a little like melodramatic. Um, I should say when they're speaking English, like any of the like the the like Indian. What I don't even know what the name of the language is because I'm such an asshole. Um, um, it might. I don't know if it Hindi? was Hindi. It's probably Hindi. I would imagine, but yeah. I'm sure there's like a million dialects of it, so it's not like. But yeah. Yeah. Like whatever the that, foreign language they were speaking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> any of those lines blanketed. like played like really well to me. Um, I loved like uh, the performance from Chris and from that lady um, but yeah I don't know it was like the premise of it just didn't really land for me but like the action was really good yeah so I I, that much. I had an overall good time watching it there was some stuff that uh, I don't know it's sort of like perfectly in the modern action movie thing where it's like there was just enough of that emotional stuff but they feel like they have to give it to you um where in previous decades i don't think that they really cared whether they gave that to you or not and they would just go with it and if you cared about the story and didn't want to just see things blow up that was on you <laughs> um they gave you they gave you a little bit to chew on in this um but yeah i thought i thought the action was pretty good um, the John Wick comparisons while I don't think that this is on that level because I think John Wick is expertly executed this was executed really well so that's a really good way to put it um, I agree with both of you um, I thought it was a lot of fun it was a good popcorn feel good action film i thought a lot of the stunts were executed very well um chris hemsworth is really believable in that type of role where he's just like murdering everybody and being outgunned <laughs> eight to one uh yeah it was just it was a it was a fun action film i would watch it again probably uh but let's let's talk more about like Helmsworth's performance as, uh, as Tyler Rake. Yeah. Tyler <laughs> Dumb Tyler <name>. Rake. <laughs> Tyler Rake. And then he killed a guy with a rake. With a rake. 
course he did. He, he lived killed up the to guy with name. the rake before we even knew his name. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. He lived um, up to uh, his expectation. One of the one of the very first things before we get into the character specific stuff, Joe had texted us that he wasn't sure how he felt about the the white savior aspect. I was gonna movie. say, <laughs> going I'm in, curious, I was, I'm curious. I'm curious how that played out for you because while he was technically the white savior there was a lot of other people involved which i was actually surprised about and then he also had somebody from the area helping him eventually which i thought was interesting and i don't know if they did that specifically to kill that potential criticism or if that was something that they wanted to do from the beginning or if they built that into the story because of that so yeah, so to start, like, I did have that concern going in. I was like, oh, this looks really white savory, but then it ended up kind of white, like white slaughtery, where it's just <laughs> him killing every non white person he can get his hands on. Um, which, like, that was troubling in a way, but, like, they're all gangsters, so it's fine. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like. Also, he's, he's in an area where, there, there's, where there's, there's no white people for him to kill. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, right. so, yeah, it's still. It was a very like diverse cast and I did like really enjoy like the performances from all these actors who honestly like I don't know that I would have had the opportunity to see in another context um but then like it kind of leaves the question of like so why did we feature this white guy except for that it's Chris Hemsworth and nobody's going to watch it otherwise um yeah they built it around him something I like grappled with but like I think it like well, I was going to say it, like, benefits that, like, he dies at the end, but then, like, the post credit scene happens, and you're like, oh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. They maybe it was just it. some guy. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to leave the door open a crack. It was Chris Evans, who's going to be Tyler Rake, too. <laughs> Trevor Trevor Rake, his long-lost brother. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's actually oh, his twin. maybe it's his it's son just a... didn't die. Oh, that's oh. good. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. No, because that was that was something that I thought about, like as it was happening. Because I remembered you said that, and I was like, "Shit, I want to at least consider viewing it through that prism, rather than just being like, oh, it was a fucking good action movie, whatever.'" Um, well, it's even the thing of like nobody stands a chance against him except for pudgy <laughs> David Harbor. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like that all was of these, a like, welcome. That was a men. welcome cameo. I was very. I was yeah. like when he was driving past. I was like, that that- looks an awful <laughs> lot like. And then you see him yeah. in the house, and I was like, oh, <laughs> did the same thing. Yeah, did the same thing. I don't know. I didn't necessarily get that vibe especially like rob said where they included other people in the film so it very well could have been like well we need to diversify this some more but then again the setting is completely like it's completely different than if it were here yeah so i was taken back by the setting i did not the last thing I expected for a Netflix action movie with the name Extraction starring Chris Helmsworth was to be set in Bangladesh. Like, yeah. I did not expect that at all. And I think that they portrayed Indian men and Bangladeshi men in a way that I've, I don't know that I've ever seen in any other piece of media as like 
badass gangster drug dealer guys. I don't know that <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen that before. Yeah. So to me, I was like, whoa. My concern is that it paints like with kind of a broad brush that like you don't really see another side of that. Culture. That's true. Like, it's definitely like, and I don't, I don't know enough about Bangladesh to really like say whether I was like unhappy with it or something, but it definitely felt like they're saying like this is the way it is here. This is how awful it is, and like just, I'm sure they just are, the like, fat fat like, dudes with open V neck shirts throw kids off of roofs and nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> exactly. Like you'd never get away with that if it was like a movie in L A. and that was like a little white kid. Like you can't just throw. A kid off a <laughs> Could roof. you imagine? <laughs> it's the culture. Yeah, they. I you know, and I didn't even think that that was. I didn't even think that that's what they were trying to portray. I just like took away from it like not only is there one badass indian dude that's in prison whose son gets kidnapped but then there's another rival one yeah. <laughs> it was like holy shit there's two of them and they both got crews this is crazy <laughs> i've just never seen them portrayed that way in in any sort of media like it's always just like either some goofy sidekick or you know like i just never, never like that's fair yeah. on top of being the villain they wind up being the 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 guy that you're up against and then your teammate and then you're up against the rest of them like that was crazy to me yeah and i don't mean crazy like in a fucking bad way i mean like crazy like holy shit i didn't expect this i thought it was cool how the one basically had the police in his entire pocket yeah the, the, the crazy dude that demands fingers from people yeah yeah so not only are you running from like the police but you're running yeah. from like the police who will shoot you dead because they're getting paid off mm-hmm. so it just adds a whole other layer i was like <laughs> that the entire sequence where he was fighting the the guy that works for the kid's father i was like if they just talked for like a second <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like the whole time i'm like damn they're killing each other and they don't have to yeah yeah <laughs> Eventually, it turns around, and it turns. It I liked, I liked that. Like after I almost murdered you, and you spent three days re- recovering in some of it. <laughs> I'm still not gonna pay you. That's fine. Let's just do this. Yeah, yeah I just gotta save this kid now. Yeah, yeah. But I did. I did like the turn of that. Um, and the dude, the action sequences were fucking out of bounds. I didn't even realize that that one was a was a one take. I noticed. Oh yeah. Well, they it wasn't were sli- a one take. It was made to look like a one take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they were like sliding in and out of the car yeah. with the camera. And that was the first time that I had noticed that. But mm-hmm. I guess that scene had continued without a cut and I did or a, without a cut. And yeah. I didn't realize it yeah. until I had read about it later. I was like, wow, that was like what so what did it end when he hit him with the truck then, I guess? He... Yeah. Yeah, I, th- uh, yeah, I think so. Because they fell from that thing and that it definitely right. didn't they break. They fell out the window and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that um, was that was fucking wild. I think that was my favorite scene, like to start with the the car chase. I thought that was all filmed really well, and yeah. it, I thought it built a lot of tension in a really good and exciting way. Definitely, and the I think specifically from that the knife fight that they have was probably the most intense. And then I realized that we were barely an hour into the movie, and I was like, oh, my God, what else can they do? Yeah. It felt like a like a video game to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. 
And I think that's, that's why felt. it was fun. Amanda said okay. the same thing. She said it felt like a video game. Yeah, when they're in the car. Yeah. That was neat. Uh, like, there were so many really cool decisions with how to lay that all out and have them traverse through the housing tenement and through people's apartments and then have them like they get the kid and then they go through the other side and Chris Helmsworth is just there and fucking kills the guy like I was yeah. like wow okay this is a lot of fun <laughs> yeah and there were some like horror elements to that part too like when yeah like just guys come out of nowhere yeah mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I love about being able to utilize the one shot is because you have the space around you so you utilize all of it with the 360 degrees basically where you're not held back by like oh well we got to position the camera here and then okay we got to like switch it and then worry about like you know like the 180 and the 90 degrees and like where are we positioning this where it'll make sense to move it it's just okay you have a good feel for where the room is and where the layout of everything is because you could see it all and the camera's following those people going room to room. Yeah. I thought that they, was really like, they, fought, they centered on that one guy for a little bit. Yeah. Which I was like, huh. And not in a bad way, but just like, that's interesting. He's definitely going to die. Like, we don't know his name, <laughs> but we're following him through the house trying to clear it. Like, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. This is, see, to me, though, it actually, they need to think about those things more, Jordan. Like, because... Like Yazzie said, like you end up, unless you're thinking about it, you don't totally realize that that's a one shot because they're going between these different like shots, basically. Like they're set up shots, but they're transitioning by moving through the scene. So like, it's just like a weird dance of making you not notice in a way. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I meant. That's like, I insinuated okay, that, yeah. that like it's from a technical standpoint like holy shit i didn't even realize that they faked even if you fake it like it's still super yeah. impressive oh, just yeah. like with 1917 recently mm. doing it like mm-hmm. i i just love i love shit like that so <laughs> yeah i know you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i i i definitely thought like i like i realized it was happening after but like okay. while I was watching it, I was just so brought in and captivated by the actual movement of everything that I, I wasn't going, oh, they haven't cut yet. Like I wasn't even thinking about it on that level. I was thinking about it in terms of like, they got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like I was so invested in them getting out of there for some reason. Well, it makes you feel like I need to get out of here because the camera yes. kind of became a character. There's yes. like one point that like was like a little jarring, but like funny to me where like they're running through someone's apartment and like Chris Hemsworth and the kid are already out of the room but the camera turns to like look at this family on their couch and then keeps running and you're like but they didn't stop why are we stopping (laughs) (laughs) just so you know like and everybody was super cool with people running through their apartments this probably just happens every day yeah super cool with it (laughs) another kidnapping who cares (laughs) yeah oh you know you know Bangladesh (laughs) another another Chris Hemsworth type coming through the gun yeah, <laughs> it's always these Australians with their with their fucking bounties, you know. Ugh. Also, I was really um, glad he got to use his real accent for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, it's it must be strange for him to just talk regularly when yeah. 
he's like so used to speaking in a certain accent for whatever movie or role he's got i was glad that they didn't make him use an american accent he was allowed to just well not even necessarily his specifically i just mean in general they didn't make the story an american going to save somebody from that area yeah yeah well i haven't read it was allowed to be whoever he was rather than like we need an american act we need tom fucking cruise here you know like that kind of thing have you guys read the graphic novel i haven't no i I, it's called is it called see you dad yeah it's like la ciudad and it's the russo brothers and some other writers i had no idea that this was even based on anything i saw that in in the uh credits last night i was like what the fuck that's <laughs> awesome but then that that brought up an interesting point too because see you dad is spanish so the graphic novel must have taken place in some sort of spanish-speaking country and they decided for the film to take it somewhere completely different than that yeah i would imagine like rio or something like a yeah of. but like it could have been mexico mexico city like something like that and then yeah for them to take it from there and put it in Bangladesh for whatever the reason was. Maybe it was a tax credit yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Like, I was like, that's an interesting decision. And then that brings into didn't expect to see that setting at all. Yeah. And then when you talk about the, the two warring groups that were there, it's like it makes more sense for it to be drug cartels in Mexico rather than a place that... I don't. don't know that that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting that they decided to go that route because now it affected all their casting decisions as well. Yeah. So I wonder I what the actual reasoning was. Though Joe had mentioned that he liked the, the woman in the movies acting, the, the like FBI agent or whoever she is that like goes she to Chris She's like a mercenary. Like she just gets in the jobs. Yeah, she just shows up at his house and she's like, I got another job. (laughs) (laughs) And he pounds a a whiskey and he's like, where's the job? (laughs) I was going to feed my dog. (laughs) Um, I thought there was a certain point where the actual extraction is falling down. And those guys are getting murdered on that boat. And then that guy in the woods is getting murked hard. Uh that I thought that she had given the opposition the drop because of how she was acting in that room. I definitely was expecting something to come out where she was like a mole or something. She was just like, I don't know that she wasn't playing panicked enough or she was playing so panicked that it was going to, she was going to get caught or something like that. But she was really displaying something for me that I was like, something's up with this woman like i don't know about this <laughs> uh turns out she was on the good side if that's how you took what they were doing uh <laughs> the protagonist side huh? yeah yeah the good guys <laughs> i think that's like the thing they wanted to convey too like everybody's kind of not great in this and like even yeah. like you know in that like in david harbour's house where it's like the slowdown and he's just like, oh, you save people. He's just like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, she like, uh, and then at the end, I mean, obviously, she wound up taking care of the, the, big ba- the big bad of the movie. 
which I thought was cool because I definitely was like, she's there to to pick up her money for fucking the whole thing up. Like, that's what I thought for sure. It's like at the urinal and like my roommates and I were like, is she going to take a piss? Yeah, <laughs> I walked up like as too. if she had the intention. <laughs> yeah. Because she kind of, she didn't just walk up to the, she kind of squared up to it to like look yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah. I guess it just kind of caught him off guard. Yeah, he just drags his blood away in her dress. Dude, that dress was badass. I was, it was. like, all right, cool. It was, dude, that was such a cool. That was such a cool way to to end all of that. Like, I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. But then also the kid that offered to cut his fingers off and then did eventually. Um, they went so far as to give like a C story, yeah, within the movie for him, which I was like, huh. And that was like an interesting first I, story, yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, I don't know if I give a shit about this kid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then he got an opportunity to do what he said he wanted to do, and I was like, yeah. shit. They took the time to to underpin that, which I thought was neat. See, I cared more about that kid than I cared about his boss. Because, like, I yeah. still don't fully understand who the boss was, what they did, <laughs> why they, like... <laughs> Well, at what point do you just cut your losses? Like you're like you're just throwing bodies at this guy over one kid that you were yeah. like, and the whole point is just to embarrass, to make a statement. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it just didn't make any sense <laughs> to me. And like even the people working for him, it's like, is this worth it? Like it's one kid. Yeah, at a certain point, uh, he even lost his top general uh, in that yeah. last firefight. Yeah, she which sniped was, him the fuck out. I thought that was, was awesome. Great. Uh, <laughs> I loved the camera work on that. Cause yeah, just seeing it from the site of of her point of view and mm-hmm. like lining that shot up, oh, it was so satisfying when we yeah got the whole it. time I'm like take it take it take it <laughs> take it. But what did what did kind of bother me in that is that uh, big bad homeboy from, from miles away has the most advanced binoculars of all time apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching everything in great detail, apparently. At a certain point, I thought we were watching it from his perspective. That's how much they cut back to Maybe him Maybe the binoculars, they were just a visor, and he was, like, seeing drone footage from near the bridge. Apparently, Bangladesh is the new Wakanda. Right. He's just got technology we've never seen. But that, that was, like, the that was one of the only things in the movie that I was like, all right come on like stop cutting back to him <laughs> yeah, yeah he clearly can't see what's happening he's not a part of this stop trying to make no. him a part of this <laughs> he gave the order that's his involvement <laughs> all he needs to do is sit around with uh at that one point he had like the the fucking harem around him like yeah he should be sitting in that room waiting for an update <laughs> like yeah. that's he's standing on a balcony unprotected uh, <laughs> looking through binoculars. But I was also glad that, like, they left him there. Because, like, I was worried in the lead-up that, like, is he going to, like, make a stand on the bridge and it's going to be real cheesy? And, like, no, like, that kind of guy never would go against yeah. his own enemies. He has people to do that for him. Yeah, so like, was he was going to be like, send in two more crews and get me over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do it myself. And he just has two fucking machine guns and he's just walking across the bridge killing FBI agents and shit like yeah. <laughs> why do you think they were the FBI I don't know <laughs> there was some sort of paramilitary they're, intelligence yeah syndicate. they're just mercenaries <laughs> that's all they're just mercenaries 
I refuse to believe that the American government wasn't involved in this somehow. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, so I had said that my favorite part was the car chase scene that started as the one shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite scenes for you guys. Uh, mine is, uh, I very much liked the knife fight within that one, that one take. I thought that was super interesting. And then when you find out that the director was the stunt double for Captain America, it's likely that he was the guy that was in Winter Soldier, so he kind of wanted to do that again because uh, that's one of the coolest things in Winter Soldier by a mile uh, is that knife fight that they do. Um, so maybe that was him going like, we could retread some ground here. People seem to like that. Um, <laughs> but I also liked uh, the kid, Ovi, picking up the gun and taking matters into his own hands and, and putting David Harbor down. Um, I thought that was, I didn't, I didn't expect that at all at all. I thought at best he was going to pick up the gun and it was going to be empty or he was going to get tackled before he could get a shot off. Cause he was nervous and he winds up just pumping two or three shots into David Harbor and standing there like, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I appreciated the fact that he was willing to go that far. Yeah. You know, like I thought that maybe he was like, I owe this guy one after he killed uh, 65 people that I may or may not have known. (laughs) (laughs) But I I liked I liked him. I liked him picking up, uh, picking up the gun and and doing it himself. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, I definitely wasn't expecting him to just die from that. I was expecting Chris Hemsworth to literally just like point the gun at him and kill him. Oh, I better not put all this guilt on this child for murdering a man. No, he's, (laughs) he's got it. (laughs) He's just, he's a man, baby. (laughs) He like came up, he like patted him on the back. He's like, you done good kid. Yeah. You, you, you did what you had to do. Joe. Yeah. I, I think probably the scene in the safe house, like when he's like trying to put the kid to bed and he's just like, I'm pretty fucking traumatized. But, um, yeah, like you get that kind of like personal moment between Ovi and like, I like the admission, like I said, that like, uh, Rake, like, isn't necessarily like a good guy. Uh, he just kind of does what he does for money or whatever. Um, even though it was like a little bit of like forced, like this father son thing between them mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it was a heartfelt scene um and i think they had just barely had previously introduced themselves to one another after spending so much time together yeah um but i felt like it was at least genuine because that kid would probably want to just talk at some point and not be able to just be sitting there like quiet and and all mousy and shit. And I think it yeah. it not that it's set up well, but it set up that moment for him to pick up the gun and do it himself to protect himself. You know, it was almost like he was being apprenticed to <laughs> to deal with shit. Um, I thought that was cool. The quote that he had in that uh, in that moment. I thought was really profound and like unexpectedly so. So the quote uh, Ovi tells Tyler Rake 
is about one that he read in a book once. And the quote was, you drown not by falling into the river, but by staying submerged in it. And that's a Paulo Coelho. Coelho? Coelho? Paulo. The guy that wrote The Alchemist. (laughs) Uh, And it makes the connection between the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie according to this. But that's, (laughs) I mean, that's really... I think it just made more the connection of like we're constantly showing you water sequences and like what are you going to do about it? I just thought the quote was really interesting because it's uh, it's true but it's also from like a fucking novelist and philosopher so (laughs) I do like the implication from the quote that Chris Hemsworth or Tyler Rake not the actor but the character just like willingly defied getting shot in the neck and coughing up blood because <laughs> he refused to die. <laughs> I just need to spend some time in the river deciding not to drown. Yeah. Yeah. And He's, hopefully that, that water healed him up, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really a, giant, clean water. a giant open wound in his throat. Yeah. On top of having to deal with that stupid, why do so many pieces of action do the arm injury that he can get over when he needs to but otherwise can't yeah why is that (laughs) so overused as a trope in action movies because it's so fucking annoying like i know he could pick up and fire a gun with that hand if he needed to so why is his arm in a sling like let's just skip that part it's like an adrenaline thing like if he stopped to think about it then it becomes a hindrance but like as long as he does not acknowledge it it's fine he's totally fine (laughs) That was the only thing that I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's just, it's in everything, like, whether it's his knee, but it only falls out when it's dramatically implied that it needed to. <laughs> like My trick knee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I can't, I hate when they do that. It's so fucking, like, overdone. Yeah. So overdone to be like, oh, I've got the arm injury, but I'll still choke you to death with this hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can't really pinpoint, like, anything overtly negative about the film. I just, like, could the plot have been better? Yes, absolutely. But I'm not going to sit here and fault it for being something for, that it's not. For for what it's worth, they decided they decidedly were not um, convoluted. Yes. They just were, like, straightforward A to B. And that's, I think that was where some of my, like, is she going to be the person that turns on him? Or, because that always happens. It's yeah. like there's always somebody that fucks him. Like, it's always a thing. So they decided rather than to do all of that stuff to just drive straight through. And I appreciate that for at least being straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, I think where it suffered most was, like, where they tried to, like, shoehorn in that, like, the heart and the plot. It's... Or like, like that the kid <laughs> I felt so bad at the beginning that kid was that was just in the room with those just dudes trying to shoot him yeah <laughs> and they, like but then they like they keep bringing that kid back like almost like they're like begging Rake to yeah. kill them and it's just Fucking like murder this kid it's like yeah. no I've got principles it's like come back when you're eighteen then I'll kill you <laughs> when he's like beating them all up in the alleyway yeah. He just he picks the his w- legs out and he just fucking <laughs> <laughs> the one he like picked up and swung like a baseball bat against the car. 
He's probably fine. <laughs> I there's something super funny to me about a gang of children getting the <laughs> shit kicked out of them by a fucking trained professional. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the whole I movie felt I can't like. Lie, like it was just I was laughing time. really hard at that scene. I yeah. was. It had nothing to do with how they presented it. It's just funny as fuck to me that they were like 12 and he was just like. <laughs> <laughs> he punched the one directly in the stomach. I'm like, oh, that knocked the wind right out of him. <laughs> and he was so uh, non-lethal with what he did to all of them. He just yeah. like severely injured everybody. <laughs> he doesn't even show like a lick of concern that a child <laughs> has a shotgun pointed directly at him. Well, he, that, that, he did sad. that multiple times. He did that yeah. multiple times. And he's he's still big, sad Thor, so he doesn't care if you kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a death wish, so he's just like whatever. If this kid pulls the trigger while it's pointed at my face, then I don't have a face anymore, and that's that. <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't yeah. care whether or not he he died, and I think that that's why. See, like the thing is, like in John Wick, I think he cares a lot if he dies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that I don't know if that's the difference between it. I mean, I'm still I was still somehow rooting for Chris Helmsworth to get out of there, but that's like Joe said. I felt like I was there with him, so we had to get the fuck out. Yeah, I think speaking on like the John Wick parallels and stuff, I think it's just the violence and the level of degree in which they show stuff, like the brutality but and the I- gun work. Yeah, but I think... The gun work is very similar. It felt more to me like a, a mesh of, like, Jack Ryan and mm-hmm. 24. Mm-hmm. If those mm-hmm. two shows combined, we would get yeah. this. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think I think the John Wick comparison is some of the hand-to-hand stuff, but I think most of the gun stuff. Because they were doing very similar... Because Keanu Reeves trained like ridiculous amounts to do the the three gun thing yeah um and the videos of that are awesome on youtube if you're ever able to watch fucking they're insane and then they trained Halle berry to do it for the third one which was super those videos are super cool also so i'm assuming chris helmsworth has a three gun video somewhere but that's basically because specifically how he was pointing the gun how he was shooting people in the neck on top of their, you know, yeah, um, the Kevlar and stuff. So Wick was doing all the same stuff, especially in the third one. So I, I how do you fault them for watching that movie and going, "Fuck, dude, we got to do something like this." Yeah. yeah I, even I if think... even if they're mentioned just being mentioned with it brings you up <laughs> to a, a level where it's like the comparison alone is super super fucking positive for that movie. Yeah, I think the John Wick comparisons aren't necessarily like fair like to fault them on just because like like I haven't even seen any of the John Wick series and I know I need to, but like I know that that's such like a bar of action that like that's kind of setting the tone for where modern action movies are. So like everything's going to be judged on like whether it's was on it level. Well, was it John Wick? Right, was yeah. it John Wick good or was it not? Right. So I feel like and that's like always that's come up. that's the the way that they did those movies was just like no cuts in the mm-hmm. action sequences. Like when yeah. we're fighting, there's we're just we're rehearsing this down to the second, and we're t- doing full shots, full takes of it, yeah. and that's it. 
And if we fuck up, we're just running the whole thing back until we get it right. And like, that's what John Wick did from the very beginning. And it set the bar super high. I've seen action movies since then that are doing those hard cuts when they have a, a big name action star. Um, and like the, the thing that we always talk about is what was it? Taken two or taken three, yeah. the 91 cuts in like 30 seconds or something like that <laughs> for him to get over a fence, you know, cause Liam Neeson's is in his seventies. Yeah. So he can't just climb a fucking fence. Uh, I can't climb a fence either, but he's in his seventies. So he definitely can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like they do all of those, those hard quick cuts back and forth show hands on the thing pull it like cut to his feet jumping over that kind of stuff where this yeah. is just like we're sitting back in a wide and you're just going the fuck at it it's like jackie and chan style yeah. yeah 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 they brought that back they for john wick they called it gun foo because he always has his <laughs> guns but he's still <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's doing uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and shit um so, any any final thoughts on Extraction? I don't know that I need an Extraction 2, but I'll be happy to come back and talk about it when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an Extraction 2, they need to call it Re-Extraction. They already confirmed it. They're, he's writing it now. No, yeah, no, I know it got greenlit, yeah. but I'm saying the name needs oh, to okay. be re-extraction, not extraction, re-extraction. two. <laughs> Injection. Right, like, they can't just put a two at the end of it. <laughs> like, like uh, the famous Dan Harmon rant, now you see me, now you see me too. He's like, how did they not call it, now you don't? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, we needed a sequel, but I'll gladly take one. Yeah, I'll gladly I mean, watch it, it. It very much insisted upon itself in that last shot. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I need some they, clarity. Well, they cle- they claim that they made it ambiguous so the viewer can decide, and I think that they were hoping that there would be some sort of uh, Twitter hashtag thing or something like Extraction Two. We want Extraction Two now. <laughs> So that they could be like, oh, we left it open, you know. <laughs> but it's clearly a white figure when he gets out of the water. So, yeah. <laughs> if there like had been more than one figure standing there, like multiple people, and like maybe it's in focus, and you see like Chris Hemsworth's faces face among the crowd, or they're all Chris Hemsworth, that's like a little <laughs> better to me. But when it's one guy, there's not really a question. Right, like, the amb- ambiguity is just like lost because it's like that's obviously him. Or it's yeah, meant right. to make you think it's him, so it's him. <laughs> and if they didn't get the green light, they they were just allowed to be like, "Well, you'll never know." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like the second one. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what that could be, right. other like, than him training that kid to be a mercenary, or is it just another job? It's probably just gonna have to deal with like that kid's father. I'm assuming they, they got to break him out of prison. And get him to the Australian they, outback. They got to get him to sign the adoption papers. So Chris Hemsworth <laughs> can take him back to Australia. <laughs> but he won't do it. <laughs> Extracting a, a signature. <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, the next movie is going to be called Withdrawal. He has to go to the bank. <laughs> 
I'd like to make an extraction. What? Did you fill out the form? <laughs> I have my extraction form right here, you see. <laughs> and he scribbled out withdrawal. <laughs> no, no, he goes he goes to uh the kid's school to extract him from class. <laughs> he has to take him to And the they doctors. just eat lunch together. Yeah. He's got a dentist appointment. <laughs> uh, Mr. Rake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you're getting a tooth extracted. <laughs> <laughs> He's suddenly a fucking field dentist. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, overall, I think a pretty good experience with Extraction. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to Extraction 2, whatever we're getting. Uh, Re-Extraction. I'm, I might actually pick up or look into the comic books. And, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Ciudad. Like, like you said, I, I didn't know that it even existed. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely worth a look. And it's cool that the Russos wrote the comic and then story by was the credit for them on this and then also uh, obviously produced nice so it's their comic yeah it's them and other people right so obviously the Russos the Russos were probably like yeah we have an idea for a book we just need people to like help us produce that because that's not our field yeah and whatever distributor of that was like Here's everybody we got. People that make the most money in the world. Yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, let us know what you guys thought of Extraction on social medias. You could hit us up uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at PopCannon. Don't forget the K. Because we're special. It's for potassium on the periodic table. (laughs) We uh, need more K facts. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Every every kiss begins with K. Pop, Pop cannon, cannon with a K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so uh for Pop Cannon, I'm Jordan. You could find uh, me. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm changing it up now. Here we go. You We're did. trying You're something different. Out of left field uh, here. You could find me uh individually on Instagram, Twitter at JL twenty four FPS. I'm Robert. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Yezball. I'm Joe. You can find me on various social medias at Joe for Broke. There we go. Uh, So once again, thank you for listening or watching. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, next time we're talking about Westworld Season 3. Oh yeah, I forgot I agreed to do that too. (laughs) (laughs) 